Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. A few months back, when Sheila McClear called up her pharmacy to refill her Adderall prescription, the people on the other end of the line were not exactly happy to hear from her. They said, um, we don't have a single pill left to give anyone in the pharmacy. This is how Sheila learned there's an Adderall shortage at the moment. And when I say shortage, I mean, Sheila's got a friend who actually bought some Adderall on the street rather than calling up pharmacies one by one. Just for context, Adderall's a common drug. It's used to treat ADHD in kids and adults, nearly 20 million of them each year. Sheila is a writer. She lives in New York City. Without this drug, the basics of her life, stuff like hitting deadlines, it gets that much harder. Which is why she spent weeks looking for her supply. And in the meantime, tried to use other drugs to help her focus. She experimented with five-hour energy drinks. She hates five-hour energy drinks. And finally, I just was like, I'm just going to have to drink a lot of coffee. And there's just nothing better, you know, on the market than coffee right now. How many pharmacies do you think you and your provider called altogether to try to track down the Adderall you have now? Oh, she probably called, I don't know, 10. I probably called eight. Eventually. Sheila found a place that would refill her prescription. Now she keeps her remaining Adderall in a little glass vial next to her stove. She's been watching it dwindle day by day. And she's worried about what's going to happen when she starts calling pharmacies again. You know, people don't really take Adderall seriously always. But, um, you know, try telling someone, you know, you're not you can't have your blood pressure medication for eight days. There's a shortage on that, you know. If you want to exist in the modern world, you have to be be able to get the stuff done. And that's what Adderall does. Otherwise, you're just not functioning. Do you think differently about like going to the drugstore now? Well, yeah, I mean, I used to depend on them, you know, kind of blindly. But now it's like it feels like a gamble. You know, next week I'm going to call about my Adderall, but it might be delayed and I have no idea how long it'll be delayed. I mean, already I'm like sort of taking less. It's disconcerting and like precarious now. Today on the show, why pharmacies across the U.S. are struggling to fill one of the most common prescriptions in the country. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Discover. 
When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ike Sweatlitz has been tracking the Adderall shortage since it began last summer. He covers health for Bloomberg News. I called him up to explain how patients like Sheila got to the point where they are hoarding their psychiatric drugs. Ike told me the shortage is curious for a bunch of reasons, starting with how he got wind of it a few months back. He was working on a completely different story about ADHD, and the people he was interviewing kept mentioning how hard it was for them to get their meds. And I thought, well, that sounds a little strange. You know, maybe it seems like there's something going on at the pharmacy. Yeah. So then, you know, then I started calling other patients, contacting the pharmacies, looking online for what people were saying about it, and stumbled upon a post on Reddit that there there were a number of people there who were who were writing about their difficulty filling Adderall prescriptions, and one of them said he had reached out to the FDA to see what was going on. And that the FDA had shared with that person that there were some delays with Teva, which is the, the pharmaceutical company that makes most of the Adderall, they make the brand and generic Adderall in the United States. It's interesting. You, you put it like it's almost like this news came out by accident, but it doesn't seem like something that should be known by accident. Like it seems like there should be a statement. People should know. It, it doesn't seem like something should be unknowable that there's a shortage of a pretty popular medication. At that point, uh, and this was over the, the summer, I think it was in July and August when I started doing the reporting. Um, at that point, the FDA had not uh, issued any sort of announcement. The FDA has said, you know, that they don't want to alarm the public when they're, you know, sort of early in the process when they're when they're working to try and prevent a shortage right? Because then everyone's going to go and try to stock up on it and sort of make the situation worse. Eventually, in October, the FDA did acknowledge what was going on, but there were still lingering questions about why pharmacies were coming up short. Teva, the company that manufactures Adderall, they have tried to explain the shortage a little bit. What have they said? Yeah, so they said that there was a, a labor shortage on the packaging line that happened a little bit earlier. And there were, you know, there were a lot of sort of labor shortage issues, you know, in the past few years amidst the COVID pandemic. It's still a little bit, you know, unclear what the uh, sort of specifics of the labor shortage were, but they've said they were on the on the packaging line and that they were resolved by the summer, but that that sort of caused a backlog that, you know, led to the shortage that we saw in the months after that. Why did it last? Well, you know, they've, they've said it just takes time to catch up. And while Teva's doing that, you know, customers, the pharmacies, wholesalers that are, you know, buying the 
medications from the manufacturers and then giving them to the patients at the pharmacies, you know, are, would turn to other drug manufacturers to buy the Adderall. And you know, those drug manufacturers hadn't anticipated that increase in demand from those customers who had previously gotten it from Teva. So it sort of spiraled throughout the market. As one manufacturer after another tried to make up for Teva's labor shortages, there was something else going on. A dramatic rise in the number of people looking for ADHD drugs. The Washington Post has estimated prescriptions for Adderall have soared 30% in the last five years. That's a problem because the government tightly controls how much Adderall can be manufactured in the first place. It's classified as a Schedule II controlled substance in the same category as opioids like oxycodone. The Drug Enforcement Agency sets an industry-wide cap, a quota, on the raw amphetamine needed to manufacture Adderall. Without DEA approval, no one's allowed to make any more. So the federal government will set the total quota, right, for the total amount of the raw ingredient that can be produced by sort of everyone combined. And then within that, each of the manufacturers, you know, presumably Teva included, in this instance, would apply to the government and say, okay, we want to make this much, we want to make that much. The government would evaluate those applications and sort of divide up the total quota amongst all the manufacturers. Now, both the federal government and the manufacturers, like they can request and make adjustments to those numbers throughout the year if they think that they really need more in order to in order to meet the needs of people. So it's not, you know, set in stone. Those those adjustments could be made. So when Teva realized that they didn't really have enough Adderall to go around, they were running low. Did they go to the DEA and say, hey, we need to adjust our quotas here? Like we're we're not going to be able to supply all the people who need this drug with what we have right now? I've asked Teva that question and they haven't answered it. There hmm. are, you know, other companies, one other, you know, large generic drug maker um, said that they did request more. You know, some of that request was granted, some of it was denied. But, you know, that's a question that I haven't gotten an answer from from Teva and, you know, also from the DEA. You know, we've asked asked the DEA sort of for the company-specific information, which they haven't provided. So, what does the DEA say about this excuse that like, well, we, our quotas weren't working this year and so that's resulting in this shorter supply? Do they just say that's not so? Well, so the DEA has given me some, you know, numbers about this. They get reports from companies at the end of the year, right? So the so the quota set at the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year, the DEA gets information from the companies saying, you know, how much of the of the ingredient do you do you still have, right? And what the DEA has told me is that there was a lot of the amphetamine raw material that the company still had at the end of last year, at the end of 2022. So they're saying use your leftovers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's complicated because it's a little unclear exactly who has these leftovers, right? So they're the companies that, that manufacture sort of the 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 active pharmaceutical ingredient, the chemical that's in Adderall that, that makes it Adderall. And then there are the companies that actually manufacture the pills or the capsules that, that you swallow. So we don't know where exactly that ingredient is and, you know, who who has it. But the DEA is saying that there's a lot of the raw ingredient on the market somewhere. And therefore, the, the shortage we're seeing is not a shortage caused by the quotas. Hmm. This sounds confusing. Like, I'm not sure who's right or what the truth is. Yeah, I I agree. 
it's definitely confusing. I, I think these, you know, these things are not necessarily mutually exclusive, right? Like it's possible that a certain company, you know, has sort of run out of a quota and another company has a bunch left over. We don't have the numbers on sort of the, the amount of quota allocated to each company to know whether that's happening. When you started reporting the story, did you feel like, oh, I'm going to figure this out? Like there's going to be some story of like a guy at the manufacturer who, you know, there's going to be a there's going to be a reason why this is happening. I'm going to figure it out. Well, you know, I I would always I would always like to. <laughs> um, I I uh, <laughs> when I started reporting the story, you know, I was doing some some research about this and and finding out that this you know this isn't the first time that something like this has happened. You know, back in 2011 and 2012, there were Adderall shortages. The FDA had reported that. And the FDA at the time, you know, said that these DEA quotas were contributing to the situation. The DEA said that, you know, the drug companies had enough and, you know, people should look at what they were choosing to manufacture with it. So, you know, this wasn't a completely new situation. You know, I'm, I'm always hopeful that I'm always that I'm going to be able to get to the bottom of something. But, you know, it seemed like this was pointing toward sort of a deeper issue than just you know, there was sort of a one issue at one particular plant and, you know, now we've solved that and then, you know, things are back to normal. What's the deeper issue? Is it just the tangled relationship between the government and these manufacturers of a substance that they've put on schedule two, which means it's a controlled substance? Yeah. So that sort of situation and relationship, I think, makes it challenging to get some of this information that would help, you know, figure out what's really going on here. It's It's not like, the government's just saying, well, you know, you can only make 10 units and you can only make 20 pills and you can only make 30 capsules because, you know, we think that's sort of the optimal way that this should work, right? There there are civil and criminal penalties for doing this wrong. And, you know, if these drugs are diverted or abused and, you know, someone's found to be at fault for that, you can, you can get barred from being able to make these, period. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of that with prescription opioids, Right. It's more than just, well, like, do we have the right amount? You know, there's a lot on the line here. After the break, how supply issues with Adderall are now spreading. In recent months, the ADHD medication shortage has spread beyond Adderall. The University of Utah's Drug Information Service recently reported shortages of Ritalin and Concerta, which use a completely different base ingredient. And once again, the why is mostly a guessing game. The FDA has not declared an official shortage of those drugs, and so there's sort of less hard information about why exactly it's been challenging to fill those prescriptions. But, you know, that started happening as a lot of people had trouble getting prescriptions for for Adderall. And as some of the advice, you know, that that patients and doctors were getting was, well, you know, maybe you should try a different medication if we can't get Adderall. So it looks like those Adderall shortages have sort of spread to the other medications that people, you know, might be advised to take instead. But it's also important to remember that these medicines are not exact substitutes for each other, right? So Adderall is is an amphetamine-based medication. Ritalin and Concerta are methylphenidate-based medications, which are two different chemicals. So for some people, you know, one of those types of drugs might work really well and the other one might not work well at all. 
So there's a shortage because all these people are switching, but even though they're switching, the drug might not even work. Well, I would think that, you know, some people might, they they might not switch because maybe they tried, you know, maybe they tried Ritalin years ago and it didn't really work very well. And now they're taking Adderall or they would be taking Adderall and then try to switch to Ritalin and it, and it might work or it might not work. So not a great outcome regardless. Right. Or, you know, one of the other frustrating things that's come up, you know, and lots of people are taking the generic versions. The generic version might be harder to find, but, you know, now on the FDA website, it looks like, you know, Teva's brand Adderall is available. So if you can get the brand, but the insurance doesn't cover the brand or doesn't pay for it as much, you know, you all of a sudden, you know, owe more money on this prescription that you, you know, been taking regularly for a while and, you know, normally you're able to get the generic. What would you say to someone who looks at this shortage and just thinks, is this really that big of a deal? Like no one's going to die without their access to Adderall. Well, one is that it's important to remember that, you know, while this is a popular drug for ADHD, it's also a medication for narcolepsy. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are taking the the drug for, for narcolepsy and, you know, need need that to be able to stay awake and, you know, go about their lives in a in a normal way. So that's sort of a one group of people that, you know, I think may often be overlooked in this. But, you know, for for people who have ADHD too, you know, this is a medicine that has for many people enabled them to, you know, do things they otherwise couldn't have to maintain a level of you know, mental organization and clarity that that otherwise, you know, wouldn't have been possible without the medication, you know, maybe worried about about losing their jobs, if you can't, you know, show up to the meeting or remember to do and complete the tasks that you need to do. I mean, I keep hearing this language, when the Adderall shortage is discussed, like doctors saying, we don't want a repeat of what happened with opioids. And I'm curious what you think of that language and why it's being used. I know that there are doctors who are concerned with sort of when people like lump opioids and Adderall together, you know, both are Schedule II controlled substances. You know, with opioids, there was sort of a a lot of inappropriate prescribing, a lot of inappropriate marketing, a lot of people taking the drugs at doses that shouldn't have been prescribed, people ending up addicted to the drugs you know, based on sort of a, you know, you'd, you'd go in for surgery and you would get a prescription for something, right? Like you weren't, you weren't sort of going out looking for something to abuse. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm just sort of curious if you think it's the right analogy. Like what are people hoping to prevent by not making Adderall more available in some way? Yeah. I mean, Adderall is a drug that is misused, right? You know, people who you know, take it when they're in college and trying to stay up late writing a paper, right? Now, there's research, there's there's actually very interesting research on whether it actually improves someone's ability to do that or just makes them think that they have more of an ability to do that. But regardless, there are people who, who take Adderall when they don't need it. You know, that isn't good. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I read this Los Angeles Times op-ed that basically argued that the current Adderall shortage might create an opioid-like crisis situation by driving people who would have gotten Adderall from their doctors to a kind of gray market. And in fact, I spoke to a woman who said she's having trouble getting Adderall, and she had a friend who, yes, bought some Adderall on the street because there was this shortage. So 
she was like, yeah, I could see maybe that happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be uh, really interested in, you know, some data or information on how frequent that is. I, I definitely talked to people at, you know, when when this was, you know, sort of starting to to happen back over the summer and into the fall, who that, that thought had crossed their minds, right? Or they were thinking, you know, oh, am I, you know, am I going to have to go to the black market? And that was really scary for a lot of people because you don't know what you're buying. And there, you know, have been a lot of reports of, you know, people buying pills that, you know, say they're Adderall, but are laced with fentanyl or something like that. I remember talking to someone else who, you know, had posted something on social media about this Adderall shortage and then got a message from someone offering to sell them something. Hmm. Is there any timetable for when the shortage might end? So the, you know, on, on, on the FDA's website, some of the companies say when they think their back orders or supply constraints will end. But globally, you know, the, the FDA has not given a prediction. And so, yeah, the short answer is we don't know. When you ask experts, like, what needs to change to prevent a shortage like this happening again? Because it has happened. It happened in 2010, 2011. It happened this past year. Like, what do they say? So I don't think I've talked to people specifically about what changes have to happen to prevent an Adderall shortage. I have talked to people about, you know, what changes might have to happen to prevent drug shortages in general. And one of the big things that come up is that they're all, they all just want more transparency so that they can actually answer that question, right? Because, you know, people, we don't know, for example, where physically a lot of these drugs are produced. You know, the, the FDA releases some information about why companies, you know, might have a product in short supply, but not a lot of information. So a number of the experts I've talked to have said that, you know, having more information about the cause of a shortage will help policymakers figure out what the best solutions are. And this is not just for Adderall. This is for any drug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the government agencies, you know, have more of that information. But it's challenging to have sort of an informed public discussion about it when the researchers, the academics, the public doesn't. It's a much more complicated situation, I think, than it looked like, you know, back over the summer. And I think that we're still trying to figure out exactly sort of how to get the information that will allow, you know, people much more qualified than me to, to figure out some solutions. Ike, thank you so much for your time. I'm really grateful. Yeah, thank you. Ike Sweatlitz is a health reporter for Bloomberg News. And that's our show. What Next is produced by Elena Schwartz, Paige Osborne, Madeline Ducharme, and Anna Phillips. We are getting a ton of support from Jared Downing and Laura Spencer. We are led by Alicia Montgomery with a little boost from Susan Matthews. Ben Richmond is the Senior Director of Podcast Operations here at Slate. And I'm Mary Harris. You can go track me down on Twitter. Say hello. I'm at Mary's desk. I'll catch you back here tomorrow. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.